Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Uptempo Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Blake Lane, and it is a Sunday night, April 24th, 2022, and I'm here to talk a little bit about some Major League Baseball and some things that occurred over the weekend and a couple funny things like with Kyle Schwarber getting tossed tonight uh, with, with Angel Hernandez back there behind the plate, and then um, I want to talk about Gabe Kapler and the San Francisco Giants and these unwritten rules with uh, Alcides Escobar from the Washington Nationals getting pissed off because the San Francisco Giants, they still second in the ninth and it was like a nine-run lead or eight-run lead or whatever it was and the Nats are just out there acting a fool. Look, we're going to talk about that. I'm going to give you my opinion on it and how I don't feel like there's no such thing as running up the score. And if you don't like it, throw me out. Okay? And so then, my third topic, I want to talk about these damn Auburn baseball Tigers, okay? Huge series at home this weekend, and we pick up a damn sweep, okay? One game behind Arkansas for the SEC standings. So we're going to dive into that. Those are the three things that I really want to talk about. And... A little, another little thing about Major League Baseball, but we will get into that right after this ad from Belly Up Sports Network. Once again, I always love to give them thanks for adding us onto their network and giving us this platform to be able to do this podcast, man. We really appreciate it, and we love Belly Up, so here you go. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. What's up, everybody, and welcome back. Man, 
I think I got a great episode for you guys tonight. And hey, like I mentioned in the pre-show, we're going to start out with this Angel Hernandez deal behind the plate in Major League Baseball, okay? Look, folks, I don't know how the man still has a job, okay? If you watch Sunday Night Baseball tonight, it was absolutely pathetic, okay? Absolutely pathetic. I mean, it was both sides tonight. It was on the Phillies and the Brewers. He was absolutely pathetic. Folks, he was calling he was calling pitches two feet inside on batters that was backing them off the plate. He was calling them strikes. In in both in both boxes, he was calling them strikes. There was one pitch uh, 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 to McCutcheon, and it was in his eyes, literally around his around his lid, around his helmet, in his eyes, and Angel Hernandez called it a strike, rung him up. Said, go sit down. And Andrew McCutcheon said, what the fuck? Like, what's, is that real? So, in the ninth, the Phillies are down one to nothing. Schwarber, in a big spot, could possibly draw a walk here. And, of course, Hader, Josh Hader, coming in for the uh, Brewers to close the game out, hits him with the slider. Schwarber thinks it's off the plate. It looked off the plate with the little K cast and everything. And next thing you know, Angel Hernandez just absolutely rings him up. And Kyle Schwarber lost it. And I'll be honest with you, Kyle Schwarber did not only take up for the Phillies, but he took up for the Brewers too. He was pointing to both dugouts and said, you have been ass all night for both of these teams. All right, You've been absolutely terrible for both of these teams. Even the commentators, Carl Ravitch was talking about it all night. But Kyle Schwarber absolutely losing it. Maybe this is what Major League Baseball needed to see is Schwarber go off on this man and say, hey, look, I've had enough. You've always been ass behind the plate. Always. Ever since I've watched Major League Baseball, he's always been ass behind the plate. Stuff like this decides games, man. And and I think the Phillies had 13 guys strike out tonight. And a couple of them were because of him. You took the bat out of their hands. In a, in a one to nothing game, a game that ended up one to nothing, maybe the fastest Sunday night baseball game in history, probably. Uh, and, and it was just, you know, I, I think Schwarber did it because the league needed to see that this man does not need to, ha- he doesn't need to have a job anymore, honestly. And, and I'm not for going after people's jobs and their income and all that, but. I'm just hitting. I'm just hitting you straight with it. You can't decide games behind the plate, man. Like you really can't. Not that bad. Um, th- there was a pitch to Segura in the uh, Segura in the fifth inning for the Phillies. Bases were loaded, and it's an 0-0 count. And Lauer, he hits him a little off speed, and he runs it in on his hands. Ball's a foot inside. It was a foot inside. It was inside the white of the box. And Angel Hernandez calls it a strike. So Segura turns around and looks at him. They both speak Spanish. And he's like, no, 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 no. That's not a strike. And Angel's like, hey, let's play ball. That shit can't happen, man. This is professional baseball. It can't happen. I'm tired of watching it. I'm tired of you taking the bat out of professionals' hands. Kyle Schwarber gets on base there. The Phillies got a shot. 
the Phillies got a shot. Instead, you ring him up, and the Phillies end up losing the game. I just the league has got to see this tape, and they have got to they've got to do something about Angel Hernandez. Like this can't keep going on for real. It's absolutely terrible. And and you know moving past this into another thing with Major League Baseball that I want to discuss on this second topic of of this episode tonight is all these unwritten rules that are going down in Major League Baseball. Like I mentioned in the pre-show with Alcides Escobar from the Washington Nationals flipping out on the, the San Francisco Giants the other night about stealing a bag in the top of the ninth inning and they're up like eight or nine runs. Who cares? All right? This this sport is becoming so soft. It reminds me so much of the, the National Basketball Association. That's honestly what it's reminding me of. When you were at your hottest peak last year, then you want to come up into this year with a lockout, and... You fix the lockout, everybody's excited, and now we're 10 games, 11 games, 15 games into the season, and you're bitching about unwritten rules. Oh, well, he's beating me 9-1, to one, and I'm just mad because uh, I can't score. Okay? Well, guess what? If you don't want him still in the bag, then throw his ass out. That's simple. Throw him out. Be better. Make a better pitch. Your catcher be better, you be better, or or the second baseman be better. Whoever decides to cover the bag, be better in all phases and aspects of the game. Stop bitching about these unwritten rules, and it's just, I, hey, I was always taught when I played high school and college baseball, you play the game every single pitch like the score is zero to zero. You never know when your last pitch is gonna be. So play it like it's zero to zero. I was always taught, don't look at the school board. I had a coach in college. He was a, he was big on unwritten rules. All right, I'll, I'll tell y'all a quick story. So I played a little JUCO ball, and we were playing this team from Illinois or Indiana or wherever they were from, right? And we're up like. 10 to 1, 10 to 2, something like that. And it's like in the 6th or 7th inning, right? And I step up to the plate. I was like 3 for 4 on the day and just absolutely seeing a beach ball, right? I had two doubles and I had a single out to right field and I had a line out to shortstop. And so I was was really seeing the ball really, really well that day. And... Skip come over to the dugout before we went to the box, went up to the plate and stepped in the box. He said, "Hey, he said this inning, you know, we got a lead. Let's let's go to the plate and work on something. Let's work on something that you know you might not be good at. Try to improve your baseball game right here with this at bat at the plate." So the first thing that pops into my head is, "Man, I really need to work on my base hit button." Okay. Well. In his head, it was 10 to 1, 11 to 1, whatever it was. But in my head, it was 0 to 0 game. You're telling me to work on something, right? 
So I'm going to go up there. I'm going to take my ass up there, and I'm going to work on something. I'm going to. I'm about to lay down a base hit bunt. Guys, I get in the box. I look down at him. He bumps his fist, and he says, all right, Lane, let's go, kid. Back of my mind, I'm sitting here. <laughs> yeah, throw me a fastball, all right? Throw me a fastball, and I'm about to drop down a base hit bunt. And what did I get right out the gate? I got a fastball, belt high. I probably could have drove the pitch. Fastball, belt high, and I laid down a base hit bunt that rolled down the chalk. And it literally sat on the third baseline, and I beat it out for a base hit. And Skip immediately, I don't think I was through first base. I don't think I had ran all the way through first base yet, and Skip called time. And he screamed at me across the field. Lane, you're out. Lane, you're out of the game. So I trot off the field, have to walk, have to run, excuse me, run off the field in front of everybody. And I get over there, and he is just laying into me. We're up 10 to 1. You don't base hit bunt. You don't do that shit. Not, never happen again, right? And I'm sitting here going, what? Like, why did you just pull me out of the game? Like, the guy I played for in high school, <laughs> we would have done it in a heartbeat. But this guy, about these unwritten rules. So, I get in the dugout. I take my cleats off. And he's like, what are you doing taking your cleats off? And I was like, I'm putting my slides on because I'm dead. Like, I can't go back into the game. So, I guess I'll go fucking chase foul balls. <laughs> so... I mean, what else you want me to do, you know? Um, but that's just how I was taught to play the game is you play the game like a zero to zero at all times. And I wasn't used to playing for a guy that believed in unwritten rules. And I think unwritten rules are killing baseball. It's it's just not fun. It's not fun. You can't – don't get mad at the San Francisco Giants for beating your brains out. Be mad at yourself. Be mad at the guy on the bump who couldn't get it together like a Patrick Corbin who's absolute garbage for the Nats. All right? And Eric Fetty who's absolute garbage for the Nats. All they have is poor Josiah Gray. And if he doesn't have a stellar freaking outing, they're done. I mean, he is literally their only hope. They've got a 40-year-old Annabelle Sanchez throwing this year. I mean, don't be mad at the Giants. Be mad at your pitching staff because they're trash. Be mad at your offense and Juan Soto for struggling so early this year and not being able to put up any damn runs. That's who you need to be mad about. Don't be mad at Gabe Kapler and the Giants. And kudos to Gabe Kapler for coming out and saying, hey, we're going to keep doing it. You can be mad all you want to. We're just trying to put up enough runs to win a game. And and Nats fans, uh, let me take a sip of water real quick. Nats fans, if I have any Nats fans listen to this, okay, I'm a Nats fan myself. I enjoy watching Juan Soto. Went through the Bryce Harper years. If you're a Nats fan, you should remember what happened last year out at Petco Park in San Diego. Nats were up like six, seven, eight, nothing. I believe. I think it was eight to nothing. I could be wrong there. It was. It was somewhere around that range. And you got bases loaded. Padres had bases loaded. Scherzer's just dealing on the mound. Their pitcher comes up, and everybody's like, "Oh well, you know, why aren't they pinch hitting for the pitcher, and and you know, trying to get some runs here? Maybe maybe, you know, one swing of the bat, 
It could be an, a, a, a four-run game. Well, next thing you know, the pitcher, he gets. I think it, I think Max threw like a changeup, and the pitcher hits that bitch into the second row in right field. All right, grand slam. Okay, then Tatis comes up, and he hits a nuke. All right, so all of a sudden, in the blink of an eye, it's a two to three run game, and the Padres ended up coming back and winning the game like ten to nine, just like that. Bang, new game, professional baseball, brand new game. It can happen so quick. It can happen so freaking quick, man. That's what, no lead is ever safe. You bust your ass. Until that final out is made, point blank period. And I'm absolutely sick and tired of hearing about it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of hearing about freaking unwritten rules. I don't want to hear no more about it. Tati swinging at a 3-0 pitch and hitting a home run. Well, guess what? If you didn't want him swinging at a 3-0 pitch, you should have threw a freaking strike before that. Alright? Don't get mad because a dude has success. I'm sick of it. This world's freaking soft, man. It's softer than Charmin Ultra. So, that's my rant on, on Major League Baseball. By the way, excuse me, by the way, the New York Yankees sweep the, the Cleveland Guardians. I want to call them the Indians so bad. But they sweep the Cleveland Guardians. And by the way, another thing, real quick. You know, all these people want to get on Yankees fans about throwing the trash on the field and everything. Should Yankees fans have thrown trash on the field? No. Should they have thrown beer bottles or, or beer cans at Miles Straw? No, they shouldn't have. And it was classless. Yeah, okay. But, Miles Straw, what are you doing? Okay. After IKF hits, hits one off the wall, the left field wall, to tie the game Saturday... Quan runs into the wall, gets banged up, some cobwebs. Why are you jumping up the left field wall and getting in fans' faces and just completely letting letting them take you out of the game? You're in fans' faces, hollering at them like you could see the spit coming out of his mouth. He was so mad. Dog, what are you doing? You why are you worried about what fans are saying? This brings me to my next point with athletes worrying about what fans are saying in the stands. Bro, play the game. Stop worrying about what fans are saying in the stands. And and it and it affected Miles Straw's play. If you watch the Yankees and Guardians game today, he played like absolute shit. I mean. Dude, focus. Focus at the task at hand. Focus on playing baseball. Stop all that Russell Westbrook, oh, this so-and-so fan called me a titty baby, and I'm sick of it. I'm tired of hearing about it. Play the damn game and do your job. Stop worrying about the outside noises. It's so, man, professional sports is just getting absolutely ridiculous. Like, it's just fucking, like, not even fun anymore. It's just Fucking pouting nonstop, honestly. Fucking pouting. That's all it is, honestly. And, I, and I'm sorry for my French. If you got kids listening, I hate it. I'm just sick of it, okay? I'm sick of the constant whining and pouting. Miles Straw. Oh, Yankees fans are the most classless fans in the world. What you did was pretty classless, okay? 
you climbed up the fence. And, and bro, you're a professional athlete. Just, just stay your ass on the field and play the game, okay? You know, you don't need to be going up into the fan, into the stands and arguing with fans because uh, little Johnny up there called you a pussy, okay? Like, let's just not do it, okay? Point blank period. So, that being said, I'm going to move on. Uh, we're going to talk about um, the Auburn Baseball Tigers, man. The Auburn Baseball Tigers and everything that they accomplished on this three-game sweep of South Carolina. Yeah, I, I, that's what I said. And a huge series at home. South Carolina comes in. Auburn right there on the cusp of Arkansas, uh, just trailing them by two games. And Auburn comes in and gets a big-time sweep, uh, some battle-tested moments. And, you know, there was times where they were down. Like I said, they faced adversity. They battled back. Uh, and, and just like this team all year, man, I think they have like 15, 16 come-from-behind wins, something like that. It's just absolutely incredible stuff. So, uh, they, you know, talking about the first game, Auburn's overall record now after this sweep is 29 and 12. They're 11 and 7 in the SEC. Like I said, a game back of 12 and 6 Arkansas in the SEC uh, West, I should say. Uh, Auburn Friday night with a 6 to 3 dub. They uh, they jump out to a 3 1 lead, and uh, Nate LaRue with a two run home run to make it 3 to 1. South Carolina comes back, ties it up 3 to 3. I believe they hit a two-run bomb themselves. And then uh, Bobby Pierce comes in and hits a go-ahead home run to make it 4-3 to three in the seventh. And, and hey, look, before we go any further, big shout-out, Carson Skipper, I should say, Chase also, Blake Burkhalter, and, and Hayden Mullins, okay? Complete pitching performance Friday night from those four guys. Um, absolutely incredible. Chase also coming in. Doing his job and, and and turning it over to Carson Skipper and then Blake Burkhalter coming in in the eighth and and working the eighth and ninth and putting on an incredible display and Burkhalter with the most saves in the SEC absolutely incredible stuff uh, a pure hooper for Auburn out of that pen and then hey Auburn gets a little insurance in the eighth inning with a with a thick King Sonny Deshera two run home run man. The, the dude is the best hitter in NCAA baseball, okay? I'm tired of hearing anything else about it. He's absolutely incredible. He is absolutely incredible. The the, the the stuff that he does for Auburn baseball is second to none, man. Can't say enough about him. And and so Auburn wins that game 6-3. to three. They move on to Saturday. Look, it's been a minute for Trace Bright. It's been a minute for uh, game two victories in a in a SEC series for Auburn, I should say. It, it is it's been a struggle for them, but like I said, Auburn faces some adversity. They they trail six three in the seventh, and and they end up going to score four runs in the bottom of the seventh, and then you got uh, Brooks Carlson with with three hits and and two RBIs, and once again Sonny Deshera with three hits. I mean, best hitter in baseball, let's be honest. I, I keep saying it over and over again. that You just can't deny it at this point. The dude is uh, 
He's absolutely incredible, man. But one guy I want to throw out there that showed up all freaking weekend long, man, Nate LaRue, like I just mentioned in the Game 1 recap, he singled to put AU up 7-6 to six in the bottom of the 7th. Just clutch all weekend long. And and we'll talk about him in Game 3, okay? So don't uh, – his name ain't going anywhere and played an absolutely incredible, uh, incredible weekend behind the plate. Just – Elite, elite stuff from Nate LaRue. Uh, and then, you know, Auburn up 3 nothing in the 6th. South Carolina comes up and hits a 3-run home run to tie it. Cole Foster with a solo in the 8th to, to make it 8-6 to six after Auburn comes in. Uh, they go down 6-3. to three. They battle back in the bottom of the 7th. And uh, they, they get four runs there. Like I said, Nate LaRue singles through the right side to put AU up 7-6. to six. And uh, and Cole Foster comes in and hits a solo in the 8 to make it 8-6. to six. That huge insurance run. Blake Burkhalter coming in once again. And, and just absolutely incredible stuff, man. Uh, Auburn battles back. They find a way to win games. It's just it's money in the bank with this team, man. It's, it's what they do. It's in their DNA. Uh, no matter how much they get down, it's it's just don't count them out. Don't ever count them out. And then you got game three today. This this beautiful Sunday up in Auburn. Auburn wins two to nothing. You got a, a Nate Larue. There he is again. A, a double in the second inning that puts Auburn up one to nothing. You got Blake Rambush uh, the, the the in the set. Uh, excuse me. In the bottom of the fifth. He uh, he takes a one-two pitch in the right center field and he makes it two to nothing and that and that's all the runs that were scored, folks. Uh, you had Joseph Gonzalez on the mound for Auburn. He went seven innings, gave up seven hits, no runs. My greatest stat that I love to talk about: zero freaking walks, people. Zero walks. Absolutely love it from Joseph Gonzalez. He has been absolutely balling for Auburn on those Sunday series, and and he had four Ks. Didn't need Case. He pitched to contact. Defense made play after play for him. And we're going to talk about one absolutely hellacious play from Mike Bellow. Um, top six. All right. South Carolina's got a runner on first, one out. And uh, Joseph uh, Josiah Seitler uh, for South Carolina hits a ball into right field. And when I'm talking about it, he hits a ball into right field, he absolutely smokes this 93 mile an hour fastball. Uh, and. When it went off the bat, I looked at my dad and I said, oh, no, they just tied the game up. And my dad said, yeah, they did. And next thing you know, Mikey Bello gets up over the wall and brings this baby back to save a two-run home run and a tie game. And it, it was incredible. It was one hellacious catch. My mom is a huge Alabama fan, and she said, oh, my God, he called it. You know, and 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 we, I mean, just one of those moments where you come up off your seat while you're watching a game, and you were like, "Damn, what a play!" You know, it's absolutely incredible. And and uh, look, man, Auburn Auburn's defense six double plays over the weekend, just elite elite stuff. Auburn wins at two to nothing. They get the sweep. Look, now they're talking about if Auburn goes to Tennessee this weekend. And and Arkansas at home next weekend, and they can somehow in those six games go three and three, and then turn around and and sweep Alabama, and and sweep Kentucky, or, or you know take two out of three and and sweep Kentucky, they could actually host a um a, a regional. 
You know, I mean, how cool would that be? A team that was finished, uh, picked to finish sixth and seventh in the West this year could end up hosting a regional. Look, preseason rankings, man, you can you can crumble them up and you can throw them in the trash, okay? Crumble them up and throw them in the trash. So, this team, is it's got a bunch of dogs on it. It's got a bunch of warriors on it. And you love to see it. They're battling. They're battling every single night. Every single day and night. During the week, they're battling. The weekend series, they're battling. Absolutely incredible stuff. Can't say enough about them. Like I said, got to go up to the number one team in the nation this weekend. And and hey, look, you're looking you're looking to go up there and avoid to get swept. Let's be honest. I always say it. I bring up the great Tanner Allen on this show all the time. You're looking to avoid to get swept. You're on the road at the number one team in the nation's house. Just don't get swept. Go up there and get one, and come on back and get ready for Arkansas. Hey, but we'll take two, right? We're looking to take two. Let's don't go up there with the attitude just to get one. Let's go up there to get two. So, with that being said, I'm closing it out. War Damn Eagle. I love I love recapping these games, and I love this baseball team. Uh, Brody Moore at shortstop. You can't tell me we don't have the best shortstop in the country. Absolutely love it. Uh, makes plays after plays after plays at short. And uh, just, just really the heart of this Auburn baseball team. So, with that being said, guys, I'm going to go get me some rest, get up and get ready for work in the morning. And, uh, hey, until the next one, I'll catch you guys. I'm out. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.